0: All right, let's check out The View from Victoria. Richard Zussman, Global News online reporter based in Victoria, joins us now. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Jill. How are you doing? Very well. How about you? Good. Back to the early mornings. How's that feeling?
0: <laughs> oh, it's uh, fantastic, especially today. A <laughs> soggy out there this morning. Uh, lots happening, though, and you've been talking to Landlord BC and taking a look at how the province is dealing with renters, landlords as the pandemic continues, and there does seem to be a fair amount of confusion.
1: Yeah, and so this is interesting. Uh, Landlord BC is calling for the provincial government uh, to rescind the moratorium on evictions that was put in place in March. And uh, the reason why it was put in place is because of these concerns that people were not going to be able to pay their rent. And uh, due to that, uh, didn't want people moving during the midst of a pandemic because of the potential health risk associated with that. Uh, And so the province, so Landlord BC says, well, that's just, our members need uh, some sort of tool to be able to dispute, to to have dispute resolution. Uh, If someone is not paying their rent, we need to be able to go and explain how that's impacting us and, and have the tenancy branch uh, make a ruling on that. Uh, that's not available right now. But what the province is saying, though, Jill, is that they are starting to look at all of the options here uh, as we transition back into some sense of normalcy. We know that the renter's uh, grant uh, ends uh, at the end of June. There's no word yet from the province if they are going to extend it. but the uh, So they are considering extending it. They are considering looking at extending the moratorium if needed, but the other most significant thing they're looking at is how to support both renters and landlords who have not been being paid during the pandemic, and there likely will be a huge amount of backlog in terms of pay for even those with the rental support that were unable to pay their rent. The rent's still due, so when the pandemic ends, that money will be due, and so the province is Grappling with how do they support those renters that are going to have a huge amount of arrears and those landlords who haven't been paid and they have bills of their own. So this could be um, a big chunk of change from the province to figure out how to make this work. And I really believe they just don't know the answer yet. As the deadline looms by the end of June to start seeing what these, you know, whether these programs should be continued. So it's it's one of those things that could become a real um, point of contention, and how and how the province actually ends up dealing with with these financial holes.
0: Did you get the sense from Landlord BC in calling for the moratorium to be lifted? Did, did you get the sense on any idea on just how many uh, issues there are out there? Because I think people hear that and think, well, what are you talking about? There's are there going to be mass yeah. evictions if you lift lift this, or are you talking about so, a few cases?
1: So some of the tenancy groups believe there would be. Tens, there could potentially be tens of thousands of evictions landlord b c says the number is far smaller than that and and it 's impossible at this point to tell how many people are not paying rent because they don 't want to rather because they can 't afford to so some of the numbers that were being. Um, put out there by both the tenancy groups and Landlord BC is about 10% of all people haven't paid rent. And uh, the tenancy groups say, well, that lines up very closely with those that are hardest hit uh, by the economic downturn and losing their job. And uh, a number of people, a significant number according to Landlord BC, have paid. Uh, no more than half of their rent, and again, the tenancy group says this aligns very closely with the economic impact. The renters are often uh, lower income, more vulnerable, uh, have been hit harder by uh, the downturn because of the types of jobs that we've seen disappear in the economy: uh, hospitality jobs, restaurant jobs, uh, you know, the the tourism seasonal based jobs. And so, you know, it's it's unclear, Jill, how many. Um, you know, these landlords want the tools to do this uh, in, in very specific cases where they believe that, you know, there's a real dispute here rather than someone who can't afford because of the pandemic. But when you lift the moratorium, then it opens the floodgates and could allow any sort of eviction. So it could be highly, highly problematic to lift the moratorium before other supports are in place, other safety nets are in place uh, for those who are the most vulnerable. Because imagine, Jill, you know, sending in a, in a housing market like Metro Vancouver, thousands of people out in the housing market at the same time uh, would be mass chaos and could cause really, really strong societal problems.
0: So yeah, watch and uh, see what happens uh, with that. Speaking of the pandemic, a lot of people talking about phase three. What needs to happen for phase three to go into place next week?
1: Yeah, it's one of those um, things where it's it's a little bit unclear in terms of, you know, everybody wants to know if we hit this target or if we hit this target, when we'll be able to reopen. And, And a big part of phase three seems to be this invitation that people can travel a little bit more freely, that we'll start seeing these staycations, we'll start seeing an ability to go visit other parts of British Columbia. And Dr. Henry said yesterday when I asked her about this, that it's all about focusing on continuing to have low rates of transmission, continuing to have low rates of hospitalization. We're seeing You know, lows that we haven't seen since March in terms of those in intensive care and those in hospital and the new case numbers continue to average out uh, in single digits every day. And so all of those are really good signs and The province is also waiting for a second 14-day incubation period, and we're right in the middle of that uh, right now, uh, starting those dates at when uh, the economy started to reopen. So all of those are really good signs for the province next week uh, to announce as early as next week that, that we're going to start transitioning towards phase three and allowing a relaxation of some of these uh, restrictions and allowing people, uh, to travel around a bit around the province.
0: And one other topic to get to borders. Uh, there was some clarification on special cases, but people are concerned, I think, or, or worried about what a full opening of the border might look like.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix made it very, very clear yesterday where B.C. stands on a full reopening of the border, which is no interest in that happening anytime soon. It's up to the federal government to make a decision on the border, but B.C. continues to push for uh, the border to remain closed for all but essential travel and these reunifications. Adrian Dix yesterday spending a significant time on going through the case's, Uh, that we've seen uh, on the other side of the border, the states most closely linked to British Columbia. So he mentions Washington State over the last week, uh, the five-day average of cases going from just over 200 to just over 300. In Oregon last week, the level's Doubled from around 30 to 60. In California, they've gone up significantly. And Adrian Dix mentioned in Arizona, they have spiked dramatically, almost three times as much over that five day window as we saw in the previous week. And he said, you know, if the borders open, we will be encouraging Americans to come here to British Columbia for tourism season. And that would have a profound impact and undo a lot of the work that British Columbians have done. And, and B.C. will continue Jill, to, to push and push and push to keep those borders closed. And, you know, they will continue to push. We'll keep looking at the numbers on the other side of the border. But this could be a closure that uh, lasts months and months and months.
0: All right. We will keep watching that as well. Richard, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again yeah. soon.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jill. Have a great day.
0: You too. That is Richard Zussman, Global News reporter. He is based in Victoria.